Welcome to Flow State Business. Hello, welcome back, you guys. I have had quite a crazy little week or two, and this is kind of what has brought up the premise of today's chat. And I know that a lot of you will be able to relate to this. It's like, you will be able to relate to this. (laughs) But no, in in all seriousness, I've shared a lot of what's been going on behind the scenes in my personal life front, especially on Instagram. So if you're not on the gram with me, I would love to see you there. Let me know if you are listening into the podcast now that we're doing more podcasting. There's so much more cool things to come to do with the podcasting world in the next six to 12 months. So definitely I would love to kind of create this beautiful connection between listeners and Instagram community. And I'm just starting to see that happen more and more and more, which is really cool. Like almost an after the show discussion happens a lot whenever a podcast episode is released. And I love you for it because there is nothing more satisfying then also being able to hear from my listeners in that way. So anyway, with that being said, stuff has happened in the last couple of weeks. And this topic is really about the fear of an unexpected hiatus and how real it can be for so many business owners, especially those who are solo entrepreneurs. And perhaps the whole business is reliant on you to be on to share your knowledge and your expertise, and of course, to lead and direct. Even if you have a small team, a lot of the decisions are still on you to make before they can go ahead and do amazing things and support you in that way. So if that is you, tune in because I want to talk about building a sustainable business in this episode. I want to talk about some of the aspects that I've been really proud of in the last four years of having this business of what I've done. And now looking back at those moments going, oh, good on you, Rubes. Like you did the thing that was really wise. And now four years in, I want to share it with all of you who may be on this journey as well of not just creating a business that is wildly successful, that absolutely, you know, creates more and more impact as you go on, have more money flow coming in naturally, easily, in a really playful way, but also in a sustainable way. So question to all of you, what happens when you're out of commission for a week, a month, maybe a little bit longer? How do you think your business would survive without you? And this is legit a question that I don't think a lot of people ask of themselves. I know that personally, it's not something that I really think about all too much because maybe in one sense, we're so much in the business that you don't really plan for that risk element as much as we need to. And we're positive minded, things are always going to work out for us, of course. But what if these moments do appear? What's the plan? What's the backup plan? How much of a runway do you have financially? What will you do with your active clients if you are actively serving them, if you're a healer, a teacher, a mentor, or a coach, and also the team? So what do they need to do in order to support you in that way? And all of these thoughts and all of these instances came to mind because, you know, not too long ago, uh, my six-year-old was taken to emergency. He's absolutely fine now, but it was a scary couple of days because he had this really crazy stomach pain. Nobody knew what it was, 
he kept coming home from school literally on a 90 degree angle, just going, oh my God, mom, like I'm in so much pain. And he was crying and you just feel really helpless. And so I always have my mom's voice in my head and she'll always say to me, Ruby, do not mess around with abdominal pain. As soon as it starts to show a level of consistency, go and get it checked out. So we went to emergency. He was observed for a couple of hours and it was unresolved. No one knew what it was. He had all the tests done, bloods, urine, ultrasound, all the things, but the crazy intense pain was still around. And literally he walked out of the emergency room crying and the doctor was like, off you go, just take a bit of Panadol, bye. (laughs) And, you know, we're laughing about this now, but I guess like if the medical results don't show anything, they need to clear the bed. They need to make room in the hospital. So I don't know, there was this moment there where I was like, oh my gosh, like I can just imagine how frustrating this must be for more serious cases and feeling so powerless in that process. Anyway, that is like a whole other conversation. But it was crazy intense also because both me and my husband had this like chesty coffee colds that was so annoying, which I'm really positive we got from staying in an Airbnb that was full of mold. And funnily enough, like two weeks later, both of us just developed this like really chesty, disgusting kind of cough. And anyway, a lot of things were happening in the business. And on top of this, there was so many other things going on, right? We had the rebrand to Flow State Business, which has now rolled out with the podcast and the website is coming very, very soon. My clients are kicking such huge goals and there's really been, I don't know if you have felt this as well, but everywhere it feels like across the board. There has been like a rebranding energy, a rebirthing energy, a shutting down of old things, of starting new businesses, of closing old programs, of starting new ones. And it's just feeling really so gorgeous in the business space right now. So of course, there was a lot of responsibility. There was a lot of energy given to my clients because we're all kind of going through this as a mastermind group and also with my private clients as well. New clients onboarding for the new year. Journal sales went through the roof in particular during this week that everything was happening health-wise. The new masterclass that I was creating was being birthed. There was so much that was being channeled through me. So literally like everything, my crown chakra was just overactive and all the things and, you know, personal life stuff as well. Have I mentioned that we are literally about to move into our brand new home? We're going to set it up. The plan is we're going to set it all up, have it fully furnished and then rent it out. So that's really exciting. So we've signed all the important papers. And one of the big things that I realized this week, which was so cool, is that I have now signed papers on closing my seventh property. I think that's pretty amazing for a gal in her thirties to have signed and bought seven properties. I just think it's absolutely incredible that there's moments like this where I think the version of me, so if you've gone back to listen to that episode that Michael and I did about our origin story with money and with wealth, this was the version of me who was a spender spender too afraid to look at her bank accounts, terrible with money management, and just really like my entire cash flow strategy was to have my head in the sand and to not ever have to look at money and just hoping and hoping and hoping. Like I was squeezing my fingers. I was squeezing my butt cheeks so hard, wishing that it would just work out for me. (laughs) And here I am now in a position where 
I feel so good with the wealth position that I'm in in my 30s. So anyway, that was just a really big proud moment. And we're moving overseas, like as of this recording, we're moving overseas in like a month. So stuff, stuff, stuff has been happening. We're clearing positions. We're selling the car. We're liaising with the school. We're doing homeschooling options. Anyway, you get it. Life has been full, fast flow. So can we just like, I feel like I need to take a deep breath because even just explaining that out feels like a lot. And when I was like actually thinking about all of this the other day, I was like, I need to go and get myself a massage. It has to happen. And it was absolute divine timing as well, because with this massage, there was this is kind of like divine synchronicity there because my masseuse, who's a remedial massage masseuse, she was like, Hey, I'm going to start doing some cupping. Would you like to do some cupping? I'm like, yes, please. It is literally like dark purple. And it kind of goes like all the way up my neck and down my spine, also my lower back. And if you've ever had cupping done, it actually doesn't hurt, but the results look really intense. But when you're in it, it does feel quite relaxing. Well, I think it's relaxing anyway, but even she was saying, holy crap, you're holding a lot of energy and a lot of stress right now on your shoulders. And if you study anything to do with energetics, kinesiology, Chinese medicine, they will all say in some form when your neck and shoulders feel heavy. And I know a lot of us have that kind of heaviness because we work at our laptops all day, but you'll notice when it's heavier than usual, it almost signifies that you're holding the weight of the world on your shoulders. And that could not have been more true for me, especially in the last couple of weeks. It's just been a lot. So I looked after myself. I went for a massage. We did cupping. We also did chakra cleansing first time for me, which was really cool. She used a pendulum to move all the way up and down my chakra system and really rebalanced and realigned it, which I absolutely loved. I walked away with some affirmations and I felt just centered again. And I also did a really big EFT tapping session at home. Um, I wrote my own script and I just went for it. So tapping from the top of my head, down through my face, down through collarbone, underneath my armpit area, like where the bra straps are, and then on my wrist. And I just said everything that I needed to flush out, like the things that, you know, a a very typical tapping script will be things like, even though I'm starting to really doubt whether I can actually hold my shit together and get things done. And some days it feels like I'm literally hanging on by a thread, hoping that my energy doesn't run dry. I deeply and completely love and accept myself. You know, like just saying those sentences are so powerful. And I bawled my eyes out. There was just this big release and it was needed in capital letters, absolutely needed. So to the point here, with all of that context, I knew that through all of this somewhat whirlwind energy, I didn't once fear that my business was going to fail or that my business was going to stop or stagnate. And during this time, which is quite unusual for me, I was hardly showing up on socials, not doing stories like I usually do. The only consistent thing has been the podcast. I wasn't selling actively or launching anything actively. Once again, quite unusual for me because I always have something going on. I love the energy of selling constantly. And so I just took a step back and I noticed, hang on a second, like I'm actually not worried at all that I'm not 
showing up in the business because what I did have was this knowing of I have a business that is supporting me with cash flow. I have a business that really truly emulates freedom and choice. And to me, freedom and choice means having a business that can offer almost this cushiony safety net when unexpected circumstances come up, like being out of the business for a certain time. And one thing that I'll share with all of you is that 80% of my revenue each month is not dependent on launching. 80% of my revenue. So right now, anywhere between 70 to $80,000 a month is not dependent on launching. That is coming through as recurring revenue. So this means that if I pulled away from my business, the business would still operate naturally without stress, which is really cool. And setting that up, having had a lot of amazing doors open for people to pay me all the time, which I'll get through in just a second, has really helped me build out this really sustainable, peaceful, stress-free model where if I decided to take the next six months off my business, I would still be making the monies. Obviously, I can't fully do that because by receiving the monies, obviously there's a component where I need to deliver. There's also a component which is passive and courses are bought and people will do it in their own time. But for the majority of my business, I'm still delivering in it. So there's a bit of context there. But what I mean is like, I don't need to be constantly launching and selling in order to feel like I need to keep up with having the basics of my cash flow needs being met. So let's talk about creating a recurring revenue model so that your business can make money without you needing to actively sell. So if you are a high touch coach, like I am, meaning that you run masterminds, Voxes, private coaching, email support, and those sorts of things. There's an opportunity to also sell your courses on Evergreen. And I want to say like this as in like no dar, of course there is, but there is a balance for coaches who love being able to serve in a live environment where the Evergreen part of it can sometimes feel really difficult and it actually feels really heavy to do something like that. I'm not sure if you can relate, but I never really loved the idea of having an Evergreen business model where I didn't have to show up live. That actually makes me feel quite physically sick and it doesn't make me feel lit up by any way. I've also worked with clients who have just said, okay, like literally I realize now that I need to have an Evergreen model because showing up daily makes me feel sick. So just sort of depends on like whatever it is, wherever your energy is flowing. But right now, like I said, I have about $80,000 recurring each month for the next six months and it's on autopilot and it has a mix of high level clients on a monthly retainer. So these are namely high level, high paid private clients who are with me for six to 12 months. I have a couple of clients who have been with me now for almost three years and they are on an ongoing retainer And that's just so beautiful. And then I have my inner circle, which is also some of the inner circle gals have opted for a recurring payment plan. Some of them obviously paid in full, but the recurring payment plan there is amazing. I have clients who have pre-bought their private coaching to begin in coming months. And so there are deposits dropping in every month, depending on when their contracts are being signed and when they come through. And I also have payment plans from the Amplify Mastermind courses, of course, and passive one-off sales from my funnels. That is where my recurring revenue model, that's how it's structured. And because of the fact that I have many, many, many episodes roaming around on Apple with my podcast, anyone's listening at any one point in time, 
there are always call to actions. You know, there's people who are coming through listening to an episode and they go ahead and purchase Queen of Coin, or they might go ahead and purchase Call It In, or they might go ahead and buy The Ritual's Way. So there's hundreds of dollars just flowing through beautifully and passively as well because of that. So what does this mean for you? How has this helped you reframe certain things? What questions are you asking about your own recurring revenue model? Is it feeling sustainable? Do you have further questions about it? If you do, this is your opportunity to please come over to Instagram and ask me the question. I will answer it on stories. I will answer it on the podcast. I will answer you directly in the DMs. So don't feel shy if you have any, like I'm so such a transparent open book. If you haven't received that vibe from the podcast, then I hope that you can see it now because I'm really happy to share all the insights and the lessons. And I've shared a lot of lessons on here about what feels good to me and what doesn't feel good and the experiments I've been through and the things that did work and didn't work. So please feel free. Okay. The second thing, make sure that you have a strong support network in place who can help you manage your business whilst you're out of commission. So this has really been such a wonderful setup year for me and Michael. And, you know, for the majority of this beautiful multiple seven-figure business that we've built, it's literally been Michael and I. We've had some support staff come in a little bit here and there, 20 hours a week at one point, but ultimately it's really been him and I. But this year has been a year where we've really set up a foundational model to hire a team. And I definitely don't want you to go ahead and hire a massive team. In fact, I was speaking to a lot of my clients this last month, and a lot of them have actually started to scale back and clean up their support team and really ask the question of, do I need a ton of people on the team to support my mission into the millions? Or can I keep it really streamlined and clean? Personally for us, Michael and I have both managed teams many times over in our corporate lives. And it's never been a favorite part of either of our expertise and jobs. I think because we just move so quickly, we're such creators and blue sky thinkers to sit down and actually have multiple team meetings just doesn't feel like a vibe in our business. And so this is what it looks like. My multiple seven figure business runs with obviously me as the coach and the mentor and the sales and marketing person. Michael is the business operator. So he does the finance, the tech, the client excellence, anything to do with legal, that's him, right? Then we have an all-rounder assistant. That is the beautiful Dem, who has literally now taken over so much stuff to do with customer excellence, social media, reposting, video editing, and also... Kartra and Canva. So she has a lot on her plate, but she's an all-rounder. And I swear, she's just such a unicorn. I can give her all the things and she never, ever feels like it's too much. She's actually always asking for more work. So yes, she's like such a dream hire to have on our team. And we were talking about how next year I'm going to be doing so many more international retreats. So if you come to those retreats, which of course I'll announce on here and on Instagram and on my email list, you'll likely meet Deb and be able to just see how she's just such a rock star in person. Okay. Then I have my podcast producer, shout out Bambi. I'm so happy that I have this team because it means that I can sit here and record the episode and then I don't have to worry at all about the editing, the marketing or the distribution of it. It's completely handled by Bambi Media. I also have my ads manager. So I have since hired a brand new ads manager 
And if you listen to a couple of episodes ago, I had my client, Natalie Alamo, talking about all things Facebook ads. And she was also in the Rituals Inner Circle 2022 round, early 22 round. And obviously, you know, her and I struck up such a beautiful relationship. She's just incredible. And I knew that I had to work with her on all things all things Facebook ads. So if you want to go listen to that, it's episode 258, Facebook ad strategies for the intuitive business babe with ads expert, Natalie Alamo. So shout out there, Nat. And then the only other person that I would really say that is on our team because they do our books is our accountant. That's it. It doesn't need to have a huge, massive team. I worked with a mentor once who literally drew out her org chart for me. And it was so huge that it gave me a panic attack, like proverbially. But anyway, I was like, okay, definitely don't want to do that. I don't want to have that many people on. If that's what it means to have a multiple seven figure business, forget it. So I remember like writing in my journal that night that I have a small and mighty team that connects me to my vision and allows me to stay in my zone of genius. Thank you very much. Bye. <laughs> so that felt so nice to write that. Okay. Third piece of advice when you are taking an unexpected hiatus. And one of the main parts of all of this is, of course, to manage and to cultivate and rejuvenate your energy, okay? So this is something that I never, ever take lightly. Take some time for yourself to recuperate and to rejuvenate. This is crucial. I actually just posted a TikTok this morning about, did you guys know that I'm on TikTok? I'm growing it slowly and surely. It is a very slow growth platform for me. So I'm still trying to work out TikTok there. I think I'm at like 400 followers, but I've been on 400 followers for like a month. So <laughs> if you want to come on over and show us some love over there and make any suggestions, I'm so happy to hear it. Anyway, so on TikTok, I posted this one uh, video about resting with conviction. So if you're going to take some rest, do it with conviction. Don't do it half-heartedly or guiltily. Do it because you know that it's really going to fill up your cup and it's so amazing. But anyway, coming from me, I am a self-care gal. I love a good massage. I love good cuppings. I love a blow dry, nail sessions, facials, all the things that makes me feel like an absolute goddess in business. But don't forget about the spiritual being as well. So the somatic, the physical being and the spiritual being hand in hand. So things like EFT tapping, journaling, meditation, breath work, body work, kinesiology, hypnotherapy, movement, do this and you will see things so much clearer in your business. And then lastly, even if you're taking an unexpected hiatus, and I do want to just take a little minute here, you can still connect with your audience. You can still touch base with your audience. Okay. So I get that your priorities might be elsewhere when you are on a hiatus, hence the name, but don't forget that you can also share the journey and document little bits of it too. It may even be therapeutic. That's how I found it. You may even be surprised at how supportive your community is. This is one thing that I really, I guess in the past, didn't really want to share too much of the negative stuff because I mean, I don't do that on purpose. I'm actually naturally in person, in real life, a super positive gal. I will turn any shit situation into golden sparkles if you ask me to. And I think that's why a lot of my friends and clients are like constantly just saying, how would you turn this into a better situation or what would Ruby do? But sharing some of the things in life that are kind of speed bumps has made me realize that 
I have such a beautiful community, all of you who have truly just been there for me through some of the really hard times. You don't even know it, but you have been. So when I posted the thing about Teddy being in hospital and how I felt, I had so many DMs, just firstly, super empathetic and compassionate, but a lot of you also offering pieces of advice. A lot of you saying, Hey, why don't you ask the hospital or the doctors this, or have you thought about this? Or, you know, naturopaths and masseurs who are like offering techniques on how to ease the pain around the belly through touch, you know, all these things. And I'm so grateful to each and every one of you. Like I, oh God, here comes the emotion. I could never have dreamt about having such a connected community in this way. Like when I started, it was just, I don't even know if one person's listening and now to kind of have this connection and an audience, even saying audience feels like arm's length. You are truly such a soul family to me. And I just want to say thank you for always, always being there. And um, yeah, it truly might be therapeutic for you to do the same with your own audience. So Instagram has kind of always been, and especially the podcast, it always has been a really big journal for me, but also the podcast has been like talk therapy. I'm able just to chat things out and talk things through. But now that I have the podcast on YouTube, I can actually look at the camera and you can see my body language. You can see I'm actually wearing color today, which is very odd for me. But all these things, like you can kind of see different elements of how I communicate, which creates a sense of connection. And when you are going through difficult times, your audience can become online friends who offer so much support and love during the hard times. So these are some of the key aspects that I want to share with you, but the big kahuna in all of this, and I'm sure this is something that I'll probably get a ton of questions around, is going to be around recurring revenue and diversified income streams to support your freedom-based, choice-based business. So if this is something that you would love to dig so much deeper into, guess what, my loves? Guess what? We are opening up applications for the inner circle in 2023, and it is going to be powerful as fuck. I'm going to actually work with a group of women on creating income streams like this so that your business can be truly activated from a freedom, full, choiceful perspective through all stages of your life and business. Okay. So DM me, it's called Inner Circle 2023, focused on income streams, streams and streams and streams of sustainable money flow so that in some cases you don't have to stress out about where your next month's paycheck is coming from because that's no way to grow a business. That's certainly no way to scale a business either. So with all that being said, thank you so much for joining me on this episode. Here is sending out all the amazing diversified income streams, abundant vibes to help you create so much freedom in your life and business. I'll catch you in my next episode. Bye everyone. Bye.